not being afraid to dive into those vulnerabilities. That's what makes you really unmistakable and frees you and also frees your listeners because they've never heard the person say it like you. So the moment that you align with yourself, that's going to be the path, path to success. And that's what I do in sacred branding is who are you actually and what are we mapping? Now, as there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, this is more important than ever. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur, so if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life, I'm trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years, where I focused on marketing and branding strategy, along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, welcome to today's episode of Startup Marketing. Today's guest, Mike Iamelli, is such a joy to listen to and he has a really amazing story and really amazing advice about how to level up your branding game. Mike is a brand strategist and life purpose expert. With his proprietary sacred branding system, he's helped hundreds of people to connect the dots between their lived experiences to find the common threads that explain their subconscious motivations, unique genius, and life purpose. People use this work for all kinds of things, from getting media coverage and building a business, to exploring identity and sexuality, to finding their artistic voice, to even rediscovering themselves after a life-altering event like divorce or retirement. Mike's also the author of Enough Already, Create Success on Your Own Terms, Canary Press, 2015. He shared his provocative and vulnerable take on life in dozens of magazines, podcasts, and online publications, including a personal interview with NPR about his viral story on rethinking sexuality in his first same-sex relationship. Prior to sacred branding, at only 22 years old, Mike co-founded Torch Communications, a boutique public relations firm specializing in healthcare and disruptive technology. He currently lives in Somerville, Massachusetts with his husband and two adorable dogs. In today's episode, Mike takes me through a speed version of his sacred branding, and we map my sensitivities. I was so nervous to do this, but honestly, it was a ton of fun. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Mike, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I work with, you know, I, I've uh, worked with a lot of people doing, you know, book launches or influencers or all types of things. And basically my story is I um, used to own a PR agency. So I worked with a lot of the tech billionaires and tech executives and healthcare entrepreneurs. And one day I woke up and I was vomiting blood and that didn't stop for a few months. So that was pretty scary as you can imagine. And I, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, sitting there being this, you know, I, I was 22 years old when I started this agency. I was now about 25 years old and I was vomiting blood every day. It didn't stop. Long story short, I went on a long journey to heal myself and ended up realizing I had to leave this job. And, you know, I, I really love this job. I actually worked on presidential campaign. I worked with a lot, like I've done, you know, you name, I've worked wow, with big yeah. authors out there. But you can imagine PR 24-7 job. Yep, it was a little yep. bit stressful. And when I left this job, I kind of went on this journey and I thought, well, I want to help the tech entrepreneurs and tech executives heal themselves. So I'm going to be a you know health coach and an herbalist, and this is really cool. And honestly, didn't make a lot of money. So that didn't feel good. And I didn't like <laughs> right. it. I really realized that wasn't my thing. And I started writing about my experiences. And now I come from a PR background, right? So I kind of knew how to get myself in publications. And very shortly after I started this blog, it got popular. 
and a publisher offered me a book deal within three months, actually, of starting the book. And so I said, all right, let me write this book. Like, you're going to pay me to figure out my life. I will do that. So I did that. And while this was happening, I also, um, you know, in the process of me being sick, started my first same-sex relationship. So my caretaker was a man. I, you know, uh, he took care of me. We fell in love. And I said, well, if I'm going to write about him in the book, I have to tell my audience. And so I wrote a article for my blog um, that a publication asked me to adapt and overnight a hundred thousand people shared it. So okay. I had at the time also this viral article going on and there's all this stuff going on. You know, I'm still on the side doing some PR for people. I'm still helping with book launches and some bestsellers. Um, and I was, but I was kind of like, none of this makes sense, right? Like I'm one of these entrepreneurs that I'm all over the place. I'm like, you know, got the same sex article and, you know, people want me to speak at pride over here, but over here I am really sick and healing myself over here. I'm just like, you know, working with celebrities and PR, like it just didn't make sense to me. And yeah. so I went through my process and I thought, well, okay, what is my brand? Like what is out there? What's my messaging? What do I really stand by? Cause I feel like I have a thousand things going on in my life right now. And it just said, oh my God, it's so obvious. I'm meant to create a blogging course. And right. the blogging course is going to be deep and it's going to be spiritual. Yeah, it's going to help you like get in magazines and get a book deal. But it's also going to be like, what's your voice? What's your message? Right. And so I put this out into the world and I put everything. You know, I got like the lighting kits and the microphones, all that stuff, right? They always tell you in entrepreneurship. And I think five people bought this thing. It was a colossal failure. I decided I give up. I can't do this. It's been a year. Like I got a book deal. I had viral article. Like I did so many things. I have no idea who I am. I have no idea what my brand is. I'm way better at helping other people with their brands and other people with their PR. I'm just going to give up and go back, beg my partners to take me back in my own company. Like that's all I can do at this point. And Super so, humbling. Right. Well, I mean, this was a very humbling experience, <laughs> right? So I'm thinking, okay, all right, I'm done. Like I can't figure out branding for myself. I can't figure out I mean, clearly PR I can figure out, but I don't have a message that actually resonates. And so if I'm getting all this media attention, but it doesn't feel like purposeful to me or meaningful, what's the point? And so I went into a Facebook group I was a part of, and I said, I'm hosting a failure celebration. And this failure celebration is I'll just offer you six free, you know, messaging branding sessions, just totally free, you know, just to feel like, I mean, I can't be successful, but maybe you can be. And I'm used to working, like I said, with, you know, tech billionaires and, you know, healthcare politicians, but these were artists and entrepreneurs and healers and, you know, life coaches and all types of cool people. And every single one of them that day said to me, Mike, you didn't just tell me my brand. You told me my life purpose answers all my questions. Yeah. So you can imagine, I'm like, what the, like, what are you even talking about? That doesn't make sense to me. Um, that's not true. And it took me on this journey where, you know, that night I said, well, what the heck? I'll do it for myself. When I did it for myself, I came up with six words, aligned, zany, free, unmistakable, successful, and vulnerable. And I tell you this because we're going to see in a moment when we're talking about your own PR and your own messaging, what happens here. Those six words you will hear me use again and again in this interview in literal ways, in metaphorical ways, my tone of voice, everything about me because they're who I am. They're my lived experience says these things over and over again. I give them without even trying. In the moments where I'm hanging out with a best friend and hours fly by and genius spills out, I'm sharing these things again Mm -hmm. and again and again. And when I don't know how to be authentic or I don't know the answer to something, I just rely on them. And so this was something I did with executives all the time. I would help them condense their you know, uh, messaging and their positioning and their product offerings and their whatever, like all down into just a few words, a few core messages. But I had no idea that this was something that, you know, for entrepreneurs, for people who felt all over the place, like it really condensed every moment of their lives. And so my story is the next day, uh, some one of those six people reached out to me. She said, what do you call this? My friend wants to buy it. So I, I don't have a name. I don't know what this is. It's branding, <laughs> but you're telling me it's telling you your life purpose. I'll call it sacred branding. Slap the word sacred on there. And um, I was open for business. And 
through word of mouth. I think I had 30 or 40 clients within a few weeks. I did not leave my job ever. I stayed doing that. That was seven years ago. And since then, I've worked with, you know, people getting comedy specials on Netflix. I've worked with people, drag queens getting on TV. Like, I mean, you name it. This can work for anyone's work. Uh, Any book you've got, any, whatever it is, what we're talking about here is knowing your messaging at a core so that you can write copy, you can speak on interviews and you don't have to, um, it doesn't have to be complicated because you're already doing it in life. We're just mapping what you're already doing. Right. No, I, I'm super excited for this concept because I can relate to entrepreneurs and people who are like, well, obviously I am one, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so hard and I'm somebody who worked in branding and marketing mm-hmm. in the corporate mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. transferring it over and applying it to yourself. Yeah. So different and so hard sometimes. And I have found like, you know, you change a lot in your first year of business anyway. And so like, I'm kind of at a point where I've got a lot of those changes happening yeah. and I'm trying to kind of like synthesize and just like process and go like, okay, how, how does this change and things like that. Yeah. And at the core of it too, it's like, man, I feel like I kind of was like thrown in. So I had planned to start a business, but not until like the fall of 2020, Mm. my department was laid off at the beginning Mm. of 2020. So like I was ready. I had kind of like the nuts and bolts built, but I didn't necessarily have like all like I didn't have time to like kind of explore that brand the way I wanted to and really like figure out and go like, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to move forward? And like, how am I going to present myself through this? And so I, and then like, I just didn't get a chance to revisit it. Like, I mean, everybody can relate 2020 just sort of like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just disappeared. Like I had kids at home. I had a new baby. I had a new business and I was like, I'm just doing. And so now I'm at the point where I'm like revisiting and going like, okay, what like what makes sense and what feels good and and authentic and like yeah. so i am i am excited i am excited for today but side note did you ever find out what was wrong like why you were so sick so, sort of you know um i went to a lot of different doctors and so right now i'm still at a point where you know this is what nine ten years ago i um you know i don't eat gluten i don't really eat dairy i don't drink alcohol sure. like i'm pretty because I'm very, very sensitive still. Um, but basically, I was diagnosed with severe pancreatitis and some okay. infections and in organs. Sure. Um, they don't exactly know. Like, I wasn't a huge drinker. I wasn't old. Like, this is very rare for right, someone at my right. age at the time to be getting this. So they're not entirely sure what happened. Sure. Um, likely, there's something autoimmune going on. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, stress certainly plays into stress, it. And yeah. so, you know, it's kind of this mystery disease that I, you know, I'm today so grateful for because it changed my life. But at the time, I didn't, you know, feel that way, certainly. Right. And, you know, it, it opened me to my relationship. I've now been married for three years um, to my husband that, you know, I met there, or we got together during that time. And I, um, you know, I, I started doing this work and I probably, to be honest with you, wouldn't have left. Like I had a cushy job. I made a lot of money yeah. and I got to work with really big name, prestigious people. So yeah. um, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. I, um, I kind of think the same thing, like I had planned, like I said, to kind of mm-hmm. leave my job and I had a boss that I really enjoyed. He was phenomenal. He taught me so much and just yeah. like fostered me. And like, as the time was kind of like marching on. So for me, my plan was like, have a baby in June, mm-hmm. go back in September, give my notice, like whatever that looks like. And I could already start to feel the like little voice in the back of my head that's like, well, maybe, you know, you just stick it out until yeah. he stick, you know, yeah. and it yeah, just, yeah. so sometimes you just kind of like, need life just pushes you out there yes but health stuff is like always super scary and like i can't even imagine and i think you know when we're talking about you know who we are that's a part of my story and i think this is the thing when we're talking about you know branding we're talking about messaging is how do we fit all the pieces of ourselves together and it's really hard for all of us like we i'm going to guarantee people listening are going to say oh no mike yeah but you've got together i'm all over the place First of all, I'm the most all over the place of anybody. We're all all over the place, right? Like every single human being is. 
And so when people are asking me, you know, what is good, like what a good PR practices, I can certainly talk to you about those, but I can tell you with certainty that not everybody's in a stage where that's appropriate. And not everybody's in a stage where differentiation is even appropriate. So for some people, if you're doing something really niche, you might want to elevate your entire industry. Because if nobody's talking about your industry, that's your biggest challenge. It's not your competitors. It's nobody knows what you actually do. But so PR is not necessarily the right choice for everybody, but good messaging always is. Everybody, we're sending messages everywhere, whether it's your copy, whether it's your newsletter, whether it's interviews and podcasts, like whether it's just talking to friends about your work and, you know, referrals through friends, like word of mouth, all of that. It's so important to be able to message who we are and what we do. And this applies to business, but also outside of business, right? I can't tell you how many friends come to me and they're like, hey, so I need that sacred branding for my dating profile online, or I need it for, (laughs) we're always sharing ourselves with the world. We're always messaging who we are, whether it's business or otherwise. And it's a lot easier to do that when we work at a corporate job and we are like selling something else. But when we are selling ourselves, whether it's on a dating app or whether it's, you know, to a job or to potential customers, um, it's really hard and scary. And like, how do you define yourself? And right. doesn't it always feel limiting? Because if you're like, well, I'm the bubbly life coach, well, what about the days that you're depressed? Like, how do you talk right. about that? And so right. historically, you know, these ideas of messaging and branding and PR have seemed objectifying. They've seemed like yes. they really reduce us to something. Yes. And so how do we expand beyond that and use our lived experiences to say, no, 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 this is me. And this is me right. in every moment. And, and something that I called a reliable, predictable formula, because we've got to be able to use it over and over again and know it always Mm -hmm. works. I kind of say, it's kind of like shooting darts in the dark. A lot of us live life that way, right? We're shooting darts in the dark. We are trying so hard to hit that bullseye. And once in a while, there might be a miracle and we might magically hit that bullseye. But even if we hit it, we have no idea what we did or how to replicate it. And that's the problem is there are times where we get this dream client or we say the brilliant thing on interview, but we have no idea what it was that really resonated so much. And so we entrepreneurs are trying to get buy-in a thousand times. We want you to buy into my website and buy into my podcast and buy into my blog post and buy into this offering, buy into this funnel. And it's exhausting, right? It is so exhausting. But if everything is built on the same energy, you need buy-in one time. Either they resonate or they don't. And so theoretically, if you are listening to me right now and you're like, oh, Mike's really cool. And you went to my website, you should feel the same thing. Or my Instagram, you should feel the same thing. Or other interviews, you should feel the same thing. Because that's that deeper thing that like, it's me, it's my essence. It's more than just, it's something you can't get from anywhere else. Someone could take a transcript here, read every word I say, and it shouldn't feel like me. So how do I communicate something that's really me? And before we dive into like an exercise or we talk about this, I want to do an example because I love throwing myself under the bus. I want to pretend <laughs> that you have given me a question that I don't know the answer to. So let's say, I don't know, let's say you asked me, you know, Mike, with COVID right now and everything changing in business, like what's the future of PR and messaging? I'm like, oh crap, I don't know where that's going. Like, I don't know. That's, that's well, Mike, remember, aligned, zany, free, unmistakable, successful, vulnerable. So you know what? I'm going to be vulnerable with you right now. I don't know. And business is changing so quickly. I can't give you that answer. But what Mm -hmm. I can tell you with certainty is that aligning with yourself will always be your fastest path to success. Aligning with what makes you zany and different and fun and vulnerable and not being afraid to dive into those vulnerabilities. That's what makes you really unmistakable and frees you and also frees your listeners because they've never heard the person say it like you. So the moment that you align with yourself, that's going to be the path path to success. And that's what I do in sacred branding is who are you actually and what are we mapping? Now, as there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, this is more important than ever. Now, I literally just took six words, added a few bots and ands in there, and it comes up with an answer. And you can do that over and over again, no matter what the question is, no matter what copy you're trying to write, because that's going to feel like you. And it's the answer that like the core of your business is always going to be that same thing. We want to know that core so we can message it. And then now you want me to talk about PR? Well, what podcasts are going to help me to express vulnerable? What podcasts are really zany and out there? I mean, I've been on some weird, totally different ones, right? What's going to be successful? How can I help people get successful? Let me get on podcasts to do that. It's going to start telling me what mediums I want to be on, who I want to reach out to and connect with, because 
that's so much of a better basis. I mean, we can spend all day talking about PR theory, but for people listening, I think it's a lot more effective for you to start to know how do we map those sensitivities? How right. do we know some of my core messaging? And then where should I start sharing that messaging? Right. Right. And it makes sense because it all just kind of like comes together in a way that feels really authentic. And this is something that like I tell I tell my clients and something that I've learned over the past year, like when I talk about creating marketing strategies and a marketing plan, like it's very, it's very easy right now to go out and like compare yourself to everybody else, especially mm-hmm. like I'll use myself as an example. There are tons of marketing coaches out there right now. And if you're on Instagram, you you pretty much believe that like they're all making a million dollars and they all made a million dollars in their first 30 to 90 days. And they have a silver bullet formula that is going to make you as their client successful. And it probably only costs you $27. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and that just, you know, that washes over you. And for a long time, I was like, okay, then I need to try to kind of like, I, I can't, imitate them necessarily. Like I'm not going to copy them, but I need to sort of like project kind of that same Mm -hmm. message out there because that's clearly what's selling. And it obviously didn't feel authentic. It's not me. And as a marketer, I was like, that's not true. I can tell you that those people are not being a hundred percent honest with you. You know, they might be making a lot of money and they, they might have, you know, seeing exponential growth in 90 days, but I guarantee you it wasn't day one to day 90. Sure. You know, and um, I, I finally was like, you know what? I actually don't really enjoy doing social media. Like I have a social mm-hmm. media presence mm-hmm. because I believe that it's important, but it's not where I, I enjoy spending all of my time. It actually really kind of drains me mm-hmm. doing this podcast hosting workshops, being a guest on podcasts, talking and connecting with people face-to-face and having a conversation feels really authentic to me. And so that's where I spend my time. And so when I created my marketing plan, when I applied everything I teach my clients to myself, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to focus on social media. It's going to be there, but I'm not going to like, it's not going to be the thing that I drives my business. All of my growth strategies are going to be built around the things that like give me energy and make me feel creative and happy. And, and it just feels so much better Mm -hmm. and it's so much more freeing. Like you said, it's, it's so much more freeing to be like, yeah, this is how I like to show up. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't like to show up on social media and I don't like to journal my life for completely strangers mm-hmm. to see. I'm happy to like talk to you about my experience, but like I'm not gonna write a diary online. I'm just mm-hmm. not. <laughs> totally. Sorry, you know? Glad to hear it because I am terrible. I, I'm trying to get better and better. So listeners, if you want to contact me and get me on Instagram, try to pull me out of my shell. I'm trying to get better at it. But you totally. know, I for whatever reason I'm like a, a traitor to my generation. I don't get social media. I've never used a dating app. So I feel like I don't, you know, But in in truth, you know, I think we all have that formula. We all have what we know works for us and doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then we have all this pressure. We're so conditioned. We get on Instagram and we're like, oh, shoot, I have to do this. This is what this person does. Or Facebook or wherever. And then we hire a business coach and they tell us we have to do all these strategies that may or may not be the right thing for us. And it's really confusing and overwhelming. And especially when we're not succeeding in the ways we want to and we see someone else doing it, we think, well, I have to do that. Yeah. And I think what was so beneficial for me in my journey, why I kind of refused to compromise is I thought I used to make a lot of money and I can still go back to that job, hopefully. So right. if I am not doing it with integrity or what I want, why am I doing it at all? Like if I'm going to compromise, yeah. I might as well just leave and go make more money because I don't need this. And that really helped me to have to realize like I want to do something that feels like me, that nobody else can replicate work that really is what I believe in in the world and that can help a lot of people. And so, you know, what we're talking about is, you know, I'm going to guess, and I cannot wait to look at this, that you, when we start to map some of your experiences, social media would not be able to predict. (laughs) It's really fun. Actually, I can predict so many things about people and people always say to me, like, how would you know that about me? And I was like, because I see what words you have. It's not that complicated to be able to predict a lot of things about your life. And a lot of things about who you are. So with that said, do you want to dive in and yes, play a little yes, bit? Yes, let's go. Yes. 
Cool. So I'm going to ask you a few uh, questions. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And thank you so much for being vulnerable with us. I'm going to ask you to think of three jobs that you have had over the course of your life. So this could be back since high school. This could be a current job. This could be podcasting. Um, it could be something that's a hobby or kind of a volunteer position. And I want you to pick one of these jobs right now and tell me three things that you made people feel in that job. So, you know, did you make people feel connected? Did you help them to feel safe? Did you help them to feel empowered or aligned or whatever? It does not matter. Just um, one of those jobs and three things you made people feel. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Do you want me to tell you my job that I was thinking of? If you'd like to. Yeah, yeah. So in college, I taught gymnastics at Mm -hmm. a place that I had gone to for, I don't know, a decade or more myself. Um, And so thinking of that job, because it holds a special place in my heart, so thinking about working, and I specifically thought of the um, like the pre-K and kindergarten kids. They were my favorite class to teach because mm-hmm. they were super – they're hilarious if you've ever worked sure. with, <laughs> with little kids. Um, so I worked to make them feel safe. Mm-hmm. I worked to make them feel confident. Yeah. And I worked to – make them have fun. Mm, Beautiful. Safe, confident, fun. Beautiful. Okay. So give me another one of these jobs, one, another job and three things you made people feel. Okay. Um, Can they, do they need to be different? Yes, they're going to be different words. Does it, it does not matter. Does it matter? No, okay. Don't worry. Get that out of your mind. Just tell me okay. as authentically as you can. Okay. Um. So oh, I just totally blanked. I'm nervous now. Okay. Oh. Let me think. Um. So thinking back to the job that I had before this, mm-hmm. uh, my corporate job. I worked to make people feel educated, mm-hmm. empowered, yeah, and strategic. Mm, I love it. I love it. Educated, empowered, and strategic. Okay. One more. Just one more job that you've had in your life and three things you made people feel. Uh, let's see. Okay. So I was a bartender as well mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. and... There, I, again, made people, how how do I want to describe this? I'm going to say, is unencumbered a good word? Yeah, um, unencumbered is a great word. Why not? <laughs> unencumbered. Um, happy. Yeah. And fun. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. All right. Now I want you to close your eyes and think of a challenging or frustrating moment in your life. So one of the most challenging moments that's not re-traumatizing to think about, but a moment that was really just not a great moment. And you don't have to tell me what it is if you don't want, but I want you to tell me three things you felt in that moment. Hmm. Okay. So I am thinking of a... This is actually kind of the moment that made me realize that I it was time to kind of like move on from mm-hmm. my corporate job. Um, and so kind of the background story is that you want to hear my background story because I want to tell it to you. Okay. Sure, please. Let's so, <laughs> so my team had at the time, our organization is in the, was in the process of building uh, a new headquarters building. It had been like a huge mm-hmm. deal. Everybody wanted to know where in the city it was going to be located. Mm-hmm. And we, my team and I got this last minute request to create a video to announce this that would air at like our company holiday party. Mm-hmm. And um, 
late the night before the party. So party's on a Saturday, like seven o'clock on a Friday, that Friday, mm-hmm. I get a phone call from one of the executives who's like asking me all these questions all these weird questions about it and they want like the native files and they want my team to go back in and like rework the video. And I'm like, I'm not calling my team back at seven o'clock on a Friday night for a 30 second, like video. It's, it's fine. It's great. You've seen it. You loved it. And we go to the party the next night and they had completely redone it and didn't mm-hmm. tell us. So it was like this blindsided and and it was redone by the chairman of the board. Mm. And it was – it just totally crushed my team. It crushed me. Like it was just a very clear signal of like what they felt about our team, right? So yeah. in that moment, as I'm watching this like video – come up that I'm like, this is not what we spent days working on at the last minute. Yeah. Um, I felt livid. Yeah. I felt undervalued. Yeah. And I felt um I felt sad. So if you had a magic wand and you could change the situation and change the way you felt and could feel something other than livid and undervalued and sad, what do you think you would rather have felt? What did you want to feel? Oh, I would have loved to feel I would have loved to feel happy about it. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to feel pride yes. in the work that had been put out there. And I would have loved to feel confident in the product Mm -hmm. that we had put together. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. We're so close. Okay. One more question. I promise Mm -hmm. you we will analyze it. So um, I want you now to flip it and close your eyes and think of one of the happiest, most successful moments of your life, a moment that just feels really good. And I want you to just tell me about it and three things that you felt in that moment. Let's see. I felt I felt proud. Yeah. I felt excited. Yeah. And I felt um I felt creative. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. So now we're just noticing what we saw. We're just going yep. across the board. You're testing my memory because you told some great stories. <laughs> but I have to remember everything you said. But, you know, we saw the word proud come up a number of times. Yep. We saw the word happy come up a number of times. Yep. You know, we heard things about, you know, um, like safety and excitement um, come up. And so I'm just, these are the ones I remember. And of course, this is my yep. super, super shoddy version. And this is an actual sacred branding, but this is to give you a task. But if you want like a free demo, um, yes. If you go to mikeimle.com slash map, there's a 36-minute training with a worksheet. It's free. Go do it. Same thing, but more elaborate than we just did. Anyway, okay. So let's say that we've got happy, excited, safe, proud, and creative. Okay. okay. Let's just take those for now and say these are themes we've seen come up in your life, in your dark moments, in your happy moments, in all your jobs. We've seen these things over and over again. You are a very fun, creative person. Um, for, so now immediately I'm going to think, okay. Your brand and who you are is a super happy-go-lucky person. You've probably had times in your life where you've had some sadness or maybe mm-hmm. some kind of dark times in your life. Um, and, you know, your life is going to be on that continuum. And so, create, you know, creating things in the world that make you happy, that make other people happy, that are kind of fun and loose. And you're the type of person who right away, when I see words like happy, excited, fun, safe, I'm thinking this is a conversation that's going to be intimate, but very free-flowing. This is not overly structured. This is not overly organized Mm -hmm. because that podcast is going to feel very trapped for you and very limited. It's not creative. It's not this fun energy. It's not this safe energy. You're really wanting to go deep and have these interesting conversations, but also uplifting, you know, things that are uplifting and interesting for you. And so I think, you know, immediately I'm starting to think about like, okay, social media, what what about social media doesn't feel so good for you? Well, first of all, social media isn't necessarily the most kind of connective safe space in the world. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I see people who've mentioned things like this come up, it's not going to be their favorite place to go on social media. They may feel a lot better having fun and intimacy 
with friends and family and people close. And they're probably a little bit weird and a little bit zany. And that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Zany is one of my words. So I love that. So what immediately, like if I'm just going to play for you for a second, I think, all right, let's say someone asks you a question on a podcast and they're like, you know what? Like, how do we authentically brand ourselves when the world is changing so much? So, well, you know, you know, a lot is changing in the world today, but what really excites me is when people have a fun, vibrant brand, a brand that can mm -hmm. really feel exciting. You know, if you're not having fun, no one's having fun. So yeah. actually enjoying yourself, creating something that makes you feel safe to get out there in the world and be more public and step into it. And that authenticity comes from enjoying yourself, something that excites you, that makes you have fun, that makes you feel creative and like you want to keep expanding because it's not a one-time moment. Now, branding is something that we are growing into all the time. Now, yeah. obviously, I just made that up. I have no idea if you would ever say any of those words. <laughs> but what I know is that it captures some sense of the heart of how you feel about yeah. things because of what you just told me. And now let's pretend. And the, by the way, this is just our shoddy version. These aren't your full words. But let's say that you, on your website, you said, you know, I make branding fun for you. By getting in touch with who you authentically are, we're going to you know, find what excites you and lights you up and lets you get out there and share yourself in a big but safe way. Like yeah. if you have that on your website, that's so different than every other marketing coach. And immediately right. you start to say, oh my God, this is different. And then when you start pitching yourself to podcasts and media and getting on you know, date, TV shows and all this stuff, your people know you as this really fun, vibrant person who brings great energy, who is happy who um, is making uh, branding this kind of easy thing. It doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be so tough. And now we can start to see that brand expanding. Yeah. And now we're thinking, okay, she wants to be on, you know, you want to be on interviews with people who are fun, people who are bringing energy, people who aren't so like by the book and very straightforward. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it starts to explain the type of PR that you would be doing. Right, right. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's really exciting. I am... It's I love that you exciting. say exciting because that's one of the words, right? Yeah. And that's what we want. When something's in resonance, we feel that. Now, if you, this is what I do all the time. So if I don't know if I want to be on someone's podcast or if I want to hire someone, I just don't know, I'll literally use my words. I'll say, you know, like, um, how, like, do you align with your audience? Or like, what feels really aligned for you? Or I'll sure. say, you know, um, I tend to be a really zany guy. How zany does your podcast go? And so what I'm doing is getting a sense, like, does it resonate? based on how someone answers any questions about my words, or if I say, you know, um, I like to help people feel successful. Like, is there any way that we can give them a demo or something? Yeah. Immediately, how they answer that is going to tell me, is this a yes or is this a no? Sure. And what I can tell you is the worst thing that we do as entrepreneurs is we do, we kick ass, we throw, kick it out of the park. We do a great interview. We write a great thing. We do something great. And then someone resonates and then you know, we do another opportunity that isn't in the same energy. We say yes to something that's a wrong fit. And they go over there and say, oh, this doesn't feel the same. No. And it's subconscious. People don't mm -hmm. know, but they immediately tune out. Yeah. And so when we continue coming back to who are we, every the way I dress, the way my relationship is, my friendships, the way like, I want you to feel like you hear me on a podcast, you meet me in person, it's the same person. You yeah. read my website, it's the same person because I am a human being. I'm not right. some weird like uh, commodification. I'm actually a human here. Right. And we want to work with and partner with humans. And everybody listening, I want you to know that you're already successful in life, right? You have a successful relationship, a successful friendship, a successful mm -hmm. you know, parenting, successful, I don't know, project you've done once, successful volunteering. It doesn't matter. Every human has been successful. Yeah. The reason you were successful and what people fell in love with you there is what's always the most magnetic part of you. So how do we replicate that? Uh, how do we yeah. know that why my husband's in love with me is exactly the same zaniness and craziness, but vulnerability and truth and alignment for success that I bring here. Mm -hmm. And when I know that, it's that reliable, predictable formula. I'm not throwing darts in the dark anymore. What I'm doing is I'm mapping every moment of my life that I've ever hit that bullseye and I'm flipping on the light switch. Right. And now I'm saying, I know what I did. doesn't mean I'm going to hit it out of the park every time, but right. it means I know how. I know how to practice and I know exactly how to hit that bullseye. So if I don't know what to do, I say, Mike, be more vulnerable, be zanier, be more unmistakable. And that's going to mm. be my path forward. Mm -hmm. I'm already thinking of like ways that I can kind of further define, like I'm excited to go through this exercise like more in depth, 
But hearing it and thinking about it, you know, like I named my business Authentic Branding and Marketing because I I genuinely believe like I am sort of a what you see is what you get. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't do fake very well. Yeah. I, right? I don't think anybody does. I'm bad at hiding it. So, mm-hmm, so if I am like uninterested or like annoyed, you're going to see it on my face. Like you're going to hear it in the way I talk. Like it's going to come out somehow mm-hmm. and you're going to know. Um, so I, and it can get me into trouble. Like it's gotten me into trouble. Like, <laughs> sure. I know that too. Pl- well. Plenty of times. Um, and I, as I think about it, I'm like, okay, well, what does like, being authentic really look like. And so this feels like kind of a way to kind of break that down and be like, mm-hmm. okay, being authentic for me feels like being very yes. creative, being safe, being easygoing, whatever, having mm-hmm. that intimate, being a little bit weird, whatever it is, fun, exciting. And it just allows me to kind of like create that little bit of a funnel to be like, okay, how do I show up? like authentically. So even if I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I can like just be a little bit weird about it. Totally. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. It's And your people it's totally resonate. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, this goes so far and wide. Like I know, and I'm by the way, not a designer by any means, but um, design, we can start thinking, how do I make people feel this on my website immediately? Mm-hmm. What words do I use? How do I do it in my newsletter, my copy? How do I do it on interviews? How do I do like, you just start thinking it every which way. And for me, I really like it because I'm a huge fan of personality tests. I've taken them all. Yes. But I, the limitation with those is it's not my own language. It's not how I relate to the world. Right. And so what this is for me is it's who I am throughout my own words, on mm-hmm. my own terms. And so mm-hmm. I define it for myself based on my lived experiences. So I'm actually mapping those. I'm going through my life and saying, hey, what patterns show up? What is the lever I pull every time I've been successful in life? What do I naturally do without even trying? Right. And how do I do that? And now if I'm anywhere in life, including this interview, and I think, oh, gosh, I don't know how, what to do here, I say, just be more energetic and zany or be vulnerable and tell the truth and don't mm-hmm. be afraid. And mm-hmm. that will always be my path to success. Doesn't mean that everyone's going to like me. I can guarantee you some people listen to be like, ah, he's a right. hack. Screw that guy. <laughs> we want people, we don't want people right. wasting our time, right? right? We want the people who really resonate and are the right fits to absolutely work with. And the people that don't should be flying away because those aren't the right fits. And right. this isn't just, you know, about uh, business for me. This is about, I want to tell you one quick story because, you know, confidence, like when you know who you are without a doubt and who you're not, you don't have mm-hmm. to be who you're not. And it's mm-hmm. so easy. And mm-hmm. so my story is I didn't always have an empowered relationship with my body. I didn't feel like sexy sure. in my body. Sure. And I thought, well, Mike, you do this work. Come on. So I said, okay what with my body would make me feel vulnerable and zany and free? Well, duh, dancing naked in front of the mirror. And so (laughs) every day for a year, while the water was heating up for two minutes before I got in the shower, I would dance naked and look at my body and look at myself. It was very zany, right? And free and vulnerable. And I would look at myself every single day for a year, even days when I didn't feel attractive or whatever. At the end of that year, I scheduled my first boudoir photo session. Never thought I would do something like that, but I did that. And so I got those photos and I thought, oh God, this is just for my husband and me. Nobody else. Oh my God. I got those photos. My mom was seeing them. They were on the internet. (laughs) I don't care who sees these photos. I feel so sexy and confident. Right. And now anywhere I walk into, I feel good about my body because I know my sensitivities. I know the things that, you know, make me feel like me. And so if I use those with anything in my life, it creates confidence because nobody Mm. has a body like me. Nobody's as vulnerable and zany and free. I'm the expert on that in the world. So you want something else, go for that. But if you want what I have, I'm the absolute expert. And when you know that with certainty, you have incredible confidence, not cockiness, because you're not saying you're better than anyone else. You're saying you own what your lived experience is. You're the best at what you've gone through because you're the only one who's gone through those experiences. Right. I, it's such an, um, again, kind of like such an, a different experience from corporate, even, even like showing up as a corporate professional to like showing up as an entrepreneur because there's always, especially in the corporate world, like there's always this line that like you don't, you don't cross. Like I would, I would hear all the time, um, you know, like, oh my, you're too emotional. I'm like, I'm not, 
I'm not being emotional. I am effing, effing passionate about what mm-hmm. I'm talking to you yes. about. And I don't yes. think you're listening to me. Like, I, I don't think you're being very strategic about the decisions yes. that you're making. I think you're like brushing off all of my experience and all yes. of my knowledge and expertise. And it's going to get me fired up. And it is going to come across as emotional because it is emotional. Like, I am very passionate about what I'm telling you. And you learn like in the corporate world, like that gets stamped out quickly Mm -hmm. because like you've got this facade and you have to be Mm -hmm. like very diplomatic and it just, it just doesn't work. And so flipping that over and coming over like into an entrepreneurial space, like, like to kind of shed that and go back to the things and show up as the person, like as the person and not as the company is so incredibly different than when, and you kind of have to rebuild, like as you're talking about this confidence, like I sort of have to rebuild this as an entrepreneur because, Mm -hmm. you know, I learned how to operate and how to gain, um, Gain the buy-in that I needed to perform in the corporate world, it's much different because people, like you said, people want to interact with another human being and it's just different as an entrepreneur. So it's, it's very, it's kind of this interesting little change. Yeah. And, as, and as a corporate marketer, I was like, you're never selling people. Stop telling me you're selling people. Okay. Like, Every that's my biggest pet peeve. I would hear that all the time when I was like, okay, folks, like what makes us different? I worked at a financial institution. What makes mm-hmm. us different than any other financial institution? I'd be like, oh, our people. I'm like, that's not an answer. It's not a real right. answer. <laughs> right. Give me something different. Right. As an entrepreneur, it really is the people because it's me. I'm I'm right. selling me before right. I'm selling my products and my services. Right. Because if you don't trust me, if you don't buy into like this personality, we're not gonna we're not gonna work together well. Cause you're right. always gonna be slightly mistrustful of the process yeah. because it's because it's me and it's my right. process. Right. Right. So. Well I love what, everything you just said. And first of all, is anyone here surprised that you um, get passionate when you have a word like excited? Of course, we mm-hmm. know that you are excited, you're passionate, you're feeling big emotions. You know, and anytime anyone here has been told that they're too much or not enough, because we've all heard it, right? Mm-hmm. You're too passionate, too intense, too emotional, too sensitive, too whatever. Um, these things, what they're saying is, you're too much for me to handle in this container. They're telling you it's not the right mm-hmm. container for you. That you're, you are bigger. You need to go somewhere else. And if from so much of my life, I've been told I was too much. And I can guarantee you the too much is going to show up in all those sensitivities, right? Yeah. I'm too zany. I'm too vulnerable. And I go too deep. I, you know, all these things are going to come up over and over and over again. And that for me, those are your differentiators. Lean into them, especially right. as entrepreneurs. Nobody else can do it like you. You're too much for everybody else. Great. There are so many people out there feeling too much and desperate for what you offer, desperate mm-hmm. for what you give them. And it's a huge, we're not really competing with anyone else because no one can do it like you can. Right. And when you know that with certainty, it just changes the game for you. And I yeah. think, I mean, absolutely. It's really hard, you know, as entrepreneurs, I don't think we talk about this enough um, as a group, but um, you know, I work with a lot of actors and comedians and artists and a whole bunch of people um, because the common threat is every, all of these people don't have the shield of a corporation, right? Mm-hmm. They're having to sell themselves. And it's yeah. really, really hard to say, who am I, right? Like basically when you yeah. get an interview or when you get on a, uh, you know, on your website and you're saying, who am I? You're trying to explain that to the world out of context. And that never yeah. happens, right? Yeah. Usually someone says, oh, this is my friend. So you already have a context there. Here yeah. you have no context. You're just starting from nowhere. And so what I love about my words is when someone asks me, I say, well, I'm aligned and zany and free and unmistakable and successful and vulnerable. Now, here's how I use that in work. And literally, watch this. Ready? I align people's vulnerabilities and zaniness and unmistakabilities to free them so they can be successful. Mm-hmm. I literally just took those words. Right. And that's exactly what I do every day. So you, the, when you start to string together those words, you realize, oh, my God. I know I don't use that language because that doesn't make sense to anybody, right. but you all listening to me, you know what yeah. I'm saying. 
And then I just tweak it. I say, okay, instead of saying that, I say, well, I connect the dots between your lived experiences. That's aligning your vulnerabilities mm-hmm. so that I can figure out, you know, what levers you naturally pull when you're successful and help you go build a brand around that. Yeah. Boom. Now I have, I just took that little sentence and changed the language a little bit to make sense. And now I have messaging for myself. And that's the point of our conversation today is that when you know those brand energies, when you know those sensitivities, when you know kind of those themes of messaging, we're going to say them over and over again in really literal ways or metaphorical ways, in big ways and small ways, in the way we dress, in our posture and why we chose that background for our video. They're communicating the same message over and over again. And how do we, from the get-go, make somebody feel successful or vulnerable or creative or happy or fun? How do we weave that into everything we do so that whether they buy from us or not, they've already got the gift and they know exactly what it's going to feel like to work with us. And then, you know, they can make a really empowered decision. And that's actually, in my opinion, more generous and more empowering because we're not asking people, we're not tricking people or persuading people. We're showing them exactly who we are and we're asking them to make the most empowered decision they can make. Right. It really kind of like strips out the feeling of having to like sell yourself, sure. right? Because like, I'm just going to show up as authentically as I, yeah. as I, and you're going to know if you're the right fit for me or not. And I don't, I don't have to chase you down. I'm not going to try to persuade you that if you don't think we're a good fit, I'm not going to try to persuade you that we are right. because we're never, then we're never going to be a great fit. Like there's always right. going to be something that's like a little off feels a little weird that we just kind of can't get past. And then at the end, like that's going to reflect in the work that I do for you. That's mm-hmm. going to reflect in, like your experience and what you feel you get out of the experience with me. Like, so I think it's, I think it's just really kind of this like brilliant way to kind of strip everything out and make it so much less intimidating to show up mm-hmm. in the world as an entrepreneur. And then to like, to really quantify a like quantify a brand, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's so, like you said, in this kind of whole conversation has been, it's so hard when you are an entrepreneur to like create that brand and, and be like, yep, this is who I am. How do I, I love what you said about like, you're kind of showing up out of context because that's exactly, that is exactly how you feel. And you're just like, but wait, like I can, let me tell you all of these things. My bio should be like an hour monologue that you listen to because I got to tell you everything. So you know how to make a decision. And we feel like we also have to like prove ourselves all of a sudden. We're like, well, I have to show you I'm valuable and I do cool things. And you know, we never have to prove ourselves. Here's the thing. You never have to try to be yourself. If you're Mm -hmm. trying, it means you're being somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to work with people where I'm like always proving them to trust me and always like, I can't do great work because I'm spending half my energy trying to get you to trust me and believe me and prove that I'm worth it. So how the heck am I accessing my genius? I'm not. Mm -hmm. But when I know, like I'm showing up for my marketing, this is who I am. You know, I'm, I've got vulnerabilities. Believe me, go read articles of me all over the place. I've talked about having an accident at work. I've talked about, you know, throwing up blood and, you know, my relationship and all types of things. I don't care. I want you to know me. If I don't want conditional love in my life, right. I, I hope my husband doesn't love me. Just <laughs> for the he loves me right. for me. Right. I want that of my clients. I want that of my friends. I want that of everybody. I am mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. And this is deeper than just business. Now we're talking about our worth as a human being. Right. And we entrepreneurs dive right into the deep end with that one. So we really go there because we have to sell ourselves as humans. And that really gets to this. But the thing is, if you know, for all of us, we've had someone in our life who's passed, what would we pay to have them back? There isn't a number, right? right? You can't quantify a human life. And so I'm, you know, kind of done with the, you know, um, like charge your worth or cause like, why am I capping my worth? Why? And, and why is my worth equated to money? It's not, but yeah. what is it? I'm infinitely inherently worthy. And here's an exchange. Here's what, how much energy I'm giving yeah. and how much I need back in return. That's all yeah. I'm saying to you. And so I think we can get away from those conversations when we start having a conversation about who we uniquely are and what our gift is to the world that nobody else can give. Right, right. I think that's uh, just such a great way to like package it all together because that's exactly kind of what happens. And at the end of the day, like marketing and selling a product and service as an entrepreneur, it's a value exchange, 
So I'm, I'm asking for your dollars in exchange for like my time, my energy, and you're doing the same thing. And so bringing that all together and really saying like, okay, how, how does this feel the most natural to us? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just kind of like, what, uh, what a freeing thought to be like, you know, gosh, I just don't have to show up in a way that doesn't feel natural to me. And that's, yeah. And I, and I wanted to tell everybody as we're kind of wrapping up here that I started with my story because I wanted to show you that I had a lot that didn't make sense, right? Yeah. There's this like viral article in my relationship and I was sick and I was a health coach. And I was working in healthcare reform and I was working with celebrities like, and I got a book deal. Like none of these things made sense. It felt mm-hmm. all over the place and it took me time to realize, oh my God, there are common threads weaving through here. And now I can tell that story in five minutes and it's a cohesive story Yeah, because I understand who I am and my threads. And now no part of my lived experience has been wasted. And that's true for you. So many people are going to tell me, oh, I was off my purpose. I wasted time in this relationship or this job or this didn't make sense. That's not true. No moment of your lived experience is wasted. It all creates a cohesive narrative of who you are. And when we can come up with the themes or the sensitivities within that, then all we have to do is just show up and be ourselves. Right. No, I love one of my favorite quotes from a song that I love is like, if I had a chance to change and do it all again, I wouldn't because it's made me all of who I am today. Like it's like you have to be grateful for all of those experiences because they do like they build you up and they lead you to the moment that you're in today. And you just have to do the best that you, that you can with it. Like there's, you know, there's things about my corporate job that I'm like, I, would I, would I go back and would I change any of it? Probably not. Like sometimes, sometimes I think like maybe I would, but at the end of the day, like that, that journey, it was like totally, I'm going to call it like a sweet, bitter journey and not Mm -hmm, necessarily bittersweet mm -hmm. because that company gave me so much in terms of like helping me build my education. And they connected me with people that gave me opportunities and taught me things. Did it end the way that I wanted it to? No. But like that journey brought me here and I wouldn't leave here for any amount of money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to condone the things that happen to us, certainly. You know, we've all had trauma. We've all had things. But noticing that the way they affected us is according to certain sensitivities. Mm -hmm. If I'm sensitive to freedom, I'm going to feel trapped easier than you are. I'm going to always be looking for opportunities for people to free people. If I'm sensitive to success, I'm going to feel failure really easily. And all my trauma is going to – so, you know, every one of your traumas, I'm going to guess – has felt like the opposite of your words, the opposite of excited, the opposite of happy, the opposite of that's how we know it's a reliable, predictable formula for you because all of your lived experiences speak on that continuum. And that's how we know that, I mean, I don't want to hire the person for happiness who's never experienced sadness. I want the person who's gone to the deepest, sorry, deepest, (laughs) darkest depths and pulled her way out and knows happiness more than anyone else. Yeah. And that's true for you. There's something that your life is telling you over and over again, and even your trauma is part of it. And that's your gift to the world. Yeah, for sure. I This has been a great conversation. I could probably listen to you talk all day long, <laughs> unless that's not what we can Likewise. do with our time. Um, so listeners who want to connect with you, where do they find you? How do they get in touch? Yeah. So if they want, um, or anyone here, if you want even deeper, um, you know, free exploration of what we talked about today, mikeimle.com slash map, M-A-P. You can just go there. There's a 36-minute training with a worksheet to actually begin mapping those sensitivities. So you can start doing this work for yourself. Um, and otherwise, like I said, I'm not great on social media, but you can come find me on Instagram and I pull me out of my shell. Try to get me out there and I yeah. will chat with you over there. Totally. Awesome. Thank you so much today. I have enjoyed this and I don't have an ending for that sentence. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your time and, and your energy. Didn't I tell you Mike would have a ton of great insights? If you've been struggling to really put a description to your brand, mapping your sensitivities will help so much. I did a deep dive of the exercise after we recorded this episode, and it really helped me define what authenticity or authentic really meant to me. 
My sensitivities are that I like to be creative, respected, successful, safe, energized, and organized. That's also how I like my clients to feel when I work with them. So now I have a very clear definition of what authentic branding and marketing means to me, and I'm able to communicate it so much better. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other women like you find this podcast. Until next time.